Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch and co-host Calderness. This episode, we're going to be talking about the Scott Porter unboxings last week and several different articles that are all previewing figures from X-Men Rise and Fall. This is episode 366. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools. It's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, Google, back some Let's attack him because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow. Dialage for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. You can use code DIAL5, D I A L 5. That's the number 5. For 5% off your order. Uh, so definitely start using that code to start racking up your order points and eventually you'll surpass it. You won't even need the code anymore. It's amazing. So you can do that and you can pre-order yourself some X-Men Rise and Fall. I also believe, uh, well, it won't be by the time this episode is up, but Future Foundation is like $90 for a brick on there right now, which is uh, pretty a deal. Uh, but anyways, joining me in the studio, like always, is my co-host, Simeon Bruce, your current dialogue for Heroes Champion. What's going on, Simeon? Oh, not too much, Calder. Are you, is your computer going to do all right? Is it going to make it? Uh, I hope so. I think it will. I think we're good. Okay. I spilled the beverage of the, the night was spilt on the computer a little bit uh, earlier and freaked me out. It froze up my computer for a second and... Yeah, but now I think it's I think it's running well. I think we're fine. Yeah, reminds me of Kurt Russell when he ran into that. What was the name of that movie? Um, Little Trouble and uh, a Big Night in China, something like that. <sighs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you didn't even see it coming. Uh, you didn't even see it coming. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad we got it out of the way. If if not anything else. It's it's over now, uh, but I oh gosh. What the I, patrons don't know because this is only an inside joke no. for the patrons. Uh, but what they didn't see is not even all of them. Me and Calder probably spent like the last two hours prepping for the show, so I've just been waiting this entire time to make a really <laughs> I, dumb joke. I was. Uh. <laughs> Secretly still hoping that we had had enough time from that joke <laughs> to now that you would have forgotten that maybe we talked about enough things from then to now and enough things happened that you would have forgotten. But like I said, Simeon never forgets. He never forgives. He never forgets. I forgive sometimes, I guess, but he definitely never forgets. It's That's true. just a fact. Jeez. Um, oh, now, now my I'm just my head is rattled right now. Uh, what's the start of the show? Uh, Simeon, what made you happy this week? Well, what don't made say me what happy. just happened because uh, <laughs> no. Uh, what made me happy this week was um, finally got to hang out with uh, one of my best friends I haven't seen in, geez, close to. I mean, uh, we we've played like one or two games, but uh, haven't really like hung out in a long time. So, um, yeah, it's just been it's been like way too long. Finally got to hang out. It was good to see them again. Uh, but yeah. 
that's that was pretty much it. Uh, pretty boring week for me, but it was cool to eat some good food and play some games and stuff like that. Mm. Nice, man. That's really awesome. Uh, this week was pretty busy. Uh, a lot of waking up early to work cattle. We are in the middle of Brandon season, for those of you that know. So, Simeon, who knows what I'm talking about. Time to brand all them calves. And that was uh, pretty hectic this week, being in the uh, 90s to 100s. So it was waking up pretty early to try to get the work done while it was still uh, cool outside. Did not make me happy this week. Um, but I did have some friends come out, and they wanted to see exactly how the ranching process worked and everything. So we were able to show them. You know, I think it gives you a better idea. And if you ever want to learn um, the the real true process of how uh, agriculture is, definitely talk to a local farmer or rancher and check out their operation. That'll give you a really good uh, idea. But that was really fun uh, seeing people very much outside of their elements and seeing me inside of my elements. Um, and just kind of showing them uh, what to do. And it's it's weird because you don't realize that when you're raised with it your entire life, that people just don't know how to act around uh, animals. You know, even if they have pets and stuff, like cattle and horses are completely different. You act totally differently around those animals. And it's and it's weird seeing people like freeze up when they go anywhere like near a cow. And I'm like, just walk past it. It's not going to. It's not going to bother you, but it's like, yeah, it's it kind of do be a, a couple, you know, a thousand <laughs> pound beast uh, that could murder you at any second if it so chose to. So, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun stuff. But yeah, hanging out on the ranch, showing people how it all how it all goes, you know. So, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. It's always fun when people are like, love it. You'll be in like a different city or just in the city in general and someone will be like oh a deer or like oh a cow and you're like yes correct does this See, mystical creature I've like, seen and surprise you <laughs> like what I don't understand it's not like a unicorn standing out there it's not it's not right. even like interesting it's not like a loose giraffe you know it's yeah I've only ever like totally pulled over to the side of the road um because I didn't realize there was a like a bison farm or a ranch in this area, and I've seen them before. I've almost done the roundup around here where they where they all move them, but uh, I've never done that. But like I've seen tons of bison before, but I didn't expect them to be in this like area. And I was like, oh dang, cool! And I just like pulled over and like looked at them because that is more of a creature where it's like it's such a goofy, weird, oblong. Yeah. weird proportion Front cow heavy looking at a bison. By bison, I mean like a buffalo. You know? Yeah. It's just so... Like, that is actually one where it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd pull over or be like, dang, look at that. That's crazy cool. Or like, if you're in the Black Hills and you're in bear country, you're like, dang, it's a bear. I haven't seen a bear, you know? But like, cattle, horses, deer, all that stuff, whatever. You know, I've seen hundreds and hit hundreds with my car. So like, it's... it's I'm just kidding. I've, I've never... Ah, uh, never yeah, hit a cow with my never, car, anyways. I'm but never I think excited checked, when someone a few shows deer, me their deer new driving. Baby. I'm like, I've hit hundreds with my car. Yeah. They're just crawling <laughs> oh, all over geez. the place. Uh, oh my goodness! Up at the Nyer, right. uh, around Nyer, there's great... an elk farm. So that's ooh, that's cool. Sparks County, yeah, because yeah. elk are huge and it's really sweet to look at them. I love, I love the Nyer, man. That's a great. 
that's a great uh, river to do uh, some like tubing or kayaking or whatever. I prefer just getting in the inner tube and just floating, floating down the Niagara is like my my personal favorite way to do it. Uh, anyways, let's that's enough. Uh, uh, what is it going to be? Wildlife talk. Let's go ahead and get into the news, shall we? So, WizKids, and this we'll just do this really quick. Uh, WizKids has shown, and by that I mean they updated the modern age legal list to show that the case, uh, by by the case exclusive figures, the mail away figures are all legal, as well as the Scott Porter Pog is also legal. Um, some people still haven't gotten their codes, those people being uh, me, which worries me, uh, but that's okay. It's all right. It's whatever. It's whatever. Um, and uh, obviously, I don't think anyone has gotten their stuff for the Hero Clicks for Huntington's yet. So weird, you know, people are kind of and people in the Clicks Cup are also saying and that's not until July. So it's almost two months away for this late July tournament, the Clicks Cup, um, a little less than two months away. And they're kind of worried. They're saying like they sent an email to everybody which is super annoying because now I get a, a, a notification every time someone replies to the email. I don't know if that's because they're hitting reply all or what it is, but <laughs> it seems that there's just maybe because when you send an email to 80 people, a certain amount of people are going to hit reply all. Uh, either way, it's very annoying. Um, I wish there was a better way for us to do that. Maybe get all 80 of us on Facebook or something. Who knows? Um, and not do an email chain. This isn't totally a knock against the people in charge. I'm still very excited to go. I'm just saying getting bombarded with email notifications is not uh, my idea of a fun Sunday evening. But anyways, they're basically just trying to talk about whether or not they should allow these figures to be legal for that event. And I'm sort of wishy-washy on it. You know, that's going to be late July. Hopefully, uh, everybody will have their mail-away figures at the very least. But I would definitely say no to the Scott Porter Pog, only because I we have no clue when that stuff is coming out. So yeah, that's that's where I'm sort of at with that. So, but yeah, think, that is yeah. Uh, what's legal right now. So if you're playing games in real life and they're saying it's modern age, you can play that Brainiac Lex Luthor. There's nothing stopping you, bro. Uh, but you cannot, you still can't play Lady Phoenix or the Master Mold figure. That's true. Yeah, those are. I guess those are the only two that haven't been like fully released. Really, none of them have been fully released. But um, yeah, I think Fulcum might make an impact. I really don't see. I guess. I mean, Fulcum and the Scotty Porter Pog might make an impact. But other than that, I, I don't I would see. Say so. I guess Plastic Man. Jeez, never mind. They're all, they're all broken. I take back everything. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Someone could make an argument as to why each one of them has like a place on some team. So I'm not gonna say that. Uh, what I want to say is like I don't think any of those things would give an unfair advantage to somebody. Not a when, crazy unfair no, advantage. No, because like you know, like Scotty Porterpog, it gives a perplex and a boost to. I mean, it does a lot, but it gives like perplex. It can be a taxi. It uh, doesn't count against theme and can give you like a boost to crits, has uh, triple target in cap, right? There's other stuff in the yeah. game that does that. There's stuff that gets around it. There's, you know, the emotional modifier that can give you battle fury. And then Fulcum is like mostly just retaliation. I don't know if anyone's playing it other than that. 
and there's still Dark Phoenix and all the other ones that are still modern legal. So I don't really have a stake in it because I'm not going to be there. But uh, if I did, I would say let my people go, Pharaoh. And then I would split the the Florida Sea. What's that called? Swamp? The, the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, yes, the swamp, the Florida Sea. Oh, swamp. you mean so, the sea yes. that is that is no, by Florida. I mean, Sorry. I would slam a staff down, and the humidity would, like, visibly split, so I had a dry oh, path to walk in Florida for once. Oh, my gosh. People would be like, Could you oh, imagine a dry area of Florida? Like he's wow. covered in sweat. Amazing. <laughs> Who is he? And, yes. Uh, all right. Awesome. Uh, then next up, we had some Scott Porter unboxings. He did a two for Tuesday, so we did a bunch of unboxings on that. He went through the token pack, Task Forces, whatever. He unboxed uh, quite a lot of stuff, and you guys could probably tell, uh, Simi and I, really busy this week, weren't able to post a lot of the unboxing pictures like we normally do. Thank you. Uh, like we normally do. So, and I'm going to be honest with you, when I did have time to post those pictures, I, I, you, you could not make me. Uh, gun to my head, <laughs> I could not care. Uh, I'm sorry, guys, if you rely on us to share those pictures. And I know quite a lot of people do, because normally when we do share unboxing pictures, we end up getting a lot more likes and follows to the page, and it helps the page grow. Not trying to take anything away from Scotty P. Of course, we always link to the video. Uh, but for some people that just don't have time to watch the video, that's just very uh, an easy thing to do, because the videos are long. Um, and once again, that's good because he was dropping all sorts of knowledge, uh, that I didn't know. Although I will say this, uh, me and Scott definitely don't see eye to eye. Uh, you could not pay me to be excited about this set or care about the X-Men in comic book form whatsoever. It was, it was painful, man. And this is such a bad set. I, I, I can confidently say after one unboxing or however, and whatever previews we have, I need still only i mean so far one figure from the set and that's uh what's his face uh warpath like i don't and that's just because i want to keep the family going and have all of them but like dude it's it's such a garbage set the the rally trait every single one we've seen is a five and for some of them yeah. it doesn't need to be of five because it's not like wolverine and Sabretooth where they're replacing a d6 role with it it's right. just like it lets them do something else. So a lot of the rally trait is being used for like traits that characters should probably just be able to do already, you know? Where so, it would be, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's bad. The first few that we previewed, the five was being used like to replace Wolverine's regen role, uh, Colossus's impervious role, Sabretooth's blades role, and so far they've all been red fives. So they have them listed as, you know, like you have all these options. Uh, there's red, blue, and green as far as what rally can be. And red is opposing attack mm -hmm. rolls. This is like their rollout set, so I'm sure it'll change just like team-up cards did, just like uh, sidekicks got better in like the next set. I'm assuming if they continue rally that it's set after this will be a little bit better. But it's all red fives, and... Man, like some of them, some of them are literally just a. If you see a five in the roll, give this character a token. Remove the token to do this effect. So it doesn't actually 
do anything. Um, like Cyclops can use his to replace his X-Men roll, which is actually like a useful thing to have a five instead of whatever he would roll. Uh, but then like Polaris, she oh. just removes hers to knock someone back five squares. The die doesn't do anything. Like you could you could signify that with yeah. a token. Um, and there's like there's several that are. I think they just kind of ran out of ideas at a certain point, which is why it would have been great to use like different sides of a die. Like some dies have a one through six, and you chose to only use a five. Um, what's his name? Uh, good old Longshot. He can replace. A, one of his die roll with his rally die and of course it's a 5 and then his attack rolls of 5-5 five, five are considered crit hits which is one of my least favorite long shots because there used to be one that just anytime he rolled doubles it was a crit hit this one is like extra steps and it's a little bit easier to maybe guarantee you do it but his dial's also just kind of boring I don't know I'm not going to get into Rally too much more because I'm hoping that it's way more interesting the next time they use it because we know that they've already implemented it in more sets. But Right. And we still haven't gotten into Salvage, but Salvage is somehow even more boring. It's, and it's like, okay, it's I guess. It's so weird. Free, if, they're in, if they occupy or are adjacent to hindering terrain, roll a D6 and place it on this card max one so they get one die and it's a free action to activate if they have a die on the card they modify plus one the listed combat values matching the number on the die so if the die is a three through four you get a plus one attack if it's a five you get a plus one damage if it's a six you get attack and damage it's cool but it's i don't know if we need a whole new mechanic for just that that seems it just doesn't seem necessary. I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah. Like, what's what's that point? Yeah. Ugh. What's? Uh, but all right. So, I mean, I do you know. want to talk about some of uh some of the figures, <laughs> some of the figures that we're going to discuss a little bit here in the set? I mean, the ones I've already been just completely hating on so far. Uh, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. This set isn't. But this is not them. an irredeemable set. Um, there are some shining qualities that I've found. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but my favorite so far in the commons, uh, as a generic, is the Hellfire Club Guard, and I think multiple people will already have this one like listed in their wants. So for 25 points, you get three-click long dial. You got running shot with pen sigh and toughness. It's a 10 for two, 17 defense, six speed, six range, one lightning bolt. On click two, which how you're ever going to get there, I do not know. But uh, you've got running shot with energy explosion, 16 defense, and one damage. And then on click three, you now are an in-capping machine, sidestep, in-cap, 9 attack, 16 defense, 1 damage. Um, and they've got a trait, which is adjacent friendly characters with the Hellfire Club keyword can use Mastermind, but only to choose Hellfire Club Guard, which is just really good. Hellfire Club already was like a somewhat playable theme team, 
I think it, I mean, it just was a playable theme team, but now having these like cheap little, uh, guys that you can throw in really, I don't know, really brings it up a step. They also have a special click, which I'll get into later on when I talk about the figure that actually works with that. Uh, but yeah, 25 points, not a terrible dial for what they are. Hellfire soldier. So they, they also theme with the allied soldiers with all that enhancement. So they could be a Pensai 10 for five, which isn't nothing. It's pretty good. Uh, right on. I'm going to talk about my uncommon figure. Honestly, I was looking at all the figures in the set. I'm like, geez, who do I want to talk about? I don't want to just be like, this is like a figure who's okay. Um, this is actually, I guess, because of how hard Rally is to pull off, I think this is probably one of the best figures in the set. Um, I think she makes any X-Men team that has Rally on it, like, period. But once again, a lot of the Rally is just not good. So, but let's just get into it. Uh, Moira McTaggart, 20 points. Stealth, Super Senses, Top Dial. Um, middle two clicks have sidestep. Last click has regen. She's a nine for one, 16 defense, a bunch of lame stuff. Her rally is the same thing. It's a red five to opposing attack rolls, and it gives her power. Remove a rally die from Dr. Moira McTaggart to heal an adjacent character two clicks. Uh, pretty good, actually, uh, as far as like rally goes, being able to auto heal somebody. Once again, though, it, like it doesn't need to be a five for any any reason. Uh, but all right, she does have a special damage power on her first and last click. And it is simply power, given adjacent friendly character, with the X-Men keyword, a rally die. So this can automatically give your, your, you know, your Colossus a five to succeed on Impervious, stuff like that. I think this is pretty solid. Uh, in Sealed, I'd say she's just a must-play, period, because you're probably going to play some X-Men with a rally. If for some reason you can make a theme team that's like Shi'ar or something better than X-Men, then yeah, don't play her. But I think for 20 points, X-Men team ability, it's it's a little risky because you don't want to take her off of that power, give someone a rally die. But I think for as simple as she is, just might as well play her. You know, it's just she auto-gives someone rally. You don't have to worry about... And if you pull two, you can you can give herself rally because she's also an X Men, so yeah. you could be constantly just giving both of them rally. Oh, never mind, she's unique. That makes sense. Sorry, uh, Clicks Nexus that I'm using for this does not have a uh, a silver. Yeah, oh, it says rarity yeah, uncommon unique. Okay. Yeah, they don't they don't have a silver thing like to show that she's unique on Clicks Nexus. Just another downfall of Clicks Nexus, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it does say uncommon unique. Uh, for her rarity. However, yeah, it does have set number two. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's unique. Never mind. It would have been great, but I think WizKids is like, yeah, that would be a little broken right. to just to play two of them in Constructed 2 to just like constantly heal people. But yeah, I think she's fine. I think so, she's... It's a slightly we saw better, better rally. The, uh, you know? uh, Fast Force Professor X who can do the same thing, but he has to yeah, succeed oh, on leadership. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just an automatic 20 points... I think any X-Men team that builds using Rally in the future just needs to have her. Yeah. 20 points, say, it's, it's not a big investment. I mean, yeah, she'll she'll be cheap on the secondary market, and I would definitely want to have one just on the off chance that uh, the set after this, what is it, um, Empire, when the Empire drops, if they've got returning yeah. Rally, 
I'd really like to have her so that I can possibly give like somebody with a nasty rally trait a die right off the bat. All right. The second figure I'm going to mention is none other than Dakin. Is it Dakin? I think it's a Mulk. Yeah, you're talking Mulk about Dakin. Yeah, Dakin. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so we talked about him. I kind of talked about him last episode, but we didn't have any dial information. We just had the sculpt. I really still like the 3D rendering of the sculpt. I hope it turns out really cool. Uh, but he's coming in with 70 at 70 points. He's got Brotherhood of Mutants, Dark Avengers, Dark X-Men, Horsemen, Monster, Warrior, X-Factor, and X-Men. So he's got a full dial of blades. He's seven clicks long. His first four clicks are toughness, and then his last three are regen. And then his first four clicks of his speed power is a special speed power that is won't see me coming. Charge sidestep stealth. When Dakin uses charge while he occupies hindering terrain, he does not have speed, which is pretty good. It's not bad. Um mm-hmm especially since you don't have to worry about hindering anymore and he's got stealth. So you're already going to want to be in hindering. He's just shooting out of there with not only sidestep, but I guess you can't sidestep. You'd have to sidestep to like the edge of hindering. And then you have a full nine speed charge with, um, yeah, with like that full charge. Uh, so then, yeah, his, the rest of his dial is got blades. His first two clicks are 11 is Next four are tens, and then he's got a nine on his last click. He does have flurry for his last three clicks as well without that speed power. But then he's got a special trait, which this is the one and only thing that really makes him feel like Dakin to me, and that is the Muramasa-coated claws. So that's named after the blade, of course, the the blade that can kill Wolverine or really like any Mm -hmm. healer in the Marvel Universe. So he's got that special metal on his claws when Dakin hits give each hit character a poison token characters with poison tokens can't be healed and can't use stop for the rest of the game even if this ability is lost which might be good it's not like you know Elseworlds Green Arrow good he's not like blasting you right through your clicks or anything like that Right. but uh, it's anytime he hits so as long as he hits not only can they not be heal- healed, they can't use stop. So be great against like a Wendigo that got, you know, a little too big for its britches kind of thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Dakin. I think uh, for 70 points, for sure and sealed, just for being a cheap 70 points, uh, above average dial length, being seven clicks, full charge, stealth, and then, you know, stopping healing at the very least i don't know how big stop is going to be in the set i don't think we've seen a lot of it but i think he's a very solid super i mean definitely a super solid pick and sealed i mean he constructed like i know you're a big fan of him so do you think (laughs) this fits the feel you were hoping for uh for Uh, i would have actually since it's been a while i would have liked to have seen two of them because this this is definitely like uh like rookie dakin I would have liked okay. to have seen a another version that had like a little bit more I don't know, just he's not always like feral rage dude. I like that's the more interesting spot like part of him for Hero Clicks, I guess, but 
Uh, you know, he's got like some like plotty kind of plot plot stuff. Um, and also he's got like a whole bunch of other costumes. But uh, one character that really wouldn't probably want to face off against him in this set is Weapon Hex. Who is the person I'm about to talk about, actually. Yeah. So the 70 point rare is a little bit of the silver, a little bit, a lot of bit, the silver bullet of the Chase 75 point Weapon Hex. Uh, this is the first chase we got to see a sculpt for. Really cool looking sculpt. Just nifty. A little bit of energy, a little bit of claws. So, like I said, 75 points. Defenders and Mystics team ability. That Mystics is going to go a long way in this set. With no Invincible, of course, still being benched. 7 range, 2 bolts. Although, no running shot, no really range heavy powers at all. Uh, starting with charge, a 12 attack, an 18 defense, super senses, 3 damage with prob. Her 12 attack is a special, which she has on her first two clicks, and then on her fifth click, oddly enough. Um, but it's Blades, Claws, Fangs. When Weapon Hex uses it after resolutions, you may place a hit character, or sorry, a hit target, up to X squares away from their current square, where X is the D6 result. So she can target two people, which is really cool. Um, and then, yeah, just toss them away which is kind of neat if you don't want to tie up but i think she's really good tie up so i'd probably not want to chew them away from me honestly but it kind of depends if if it's dakin then yeah i'd be like go away you know <laughs> or if uh, she also like has a trait mind fodder, maybe you could play some oh yeah mastermind fodder the, yeah yeah especially if you're like flirting be good yeah it'd be it's got some uses mm -hmm. it's not completely weird I guess. And just yeah. to go over the trait really quick, it's power. Choose an opposing target, or choosing an opposing character within six squares in line of fire, and give it a target spell token, removing any on other characters regardless of the source. Only characters with the mystical keyword can use improved targeting, blocking, elevated, and hindering when targeting only the character with a target spell token. Uh, she herself has no improved targeting at all, so she has to have clear line of fire to the person with the tiger or target spell token. Uh, but anyone else, once she gives it to them, can ignore uh, blocking, elevated, and hindering, which is pretty pretty gnarly. So it's pretty good. Power action, I don't know if that's the best use of her, um, but it's situational. Like I said, she's a real charge piece. So on clicks two and six, so her second click and her last click, she has a stop click, which is stop, super senses, at the end of your turn, heal weapon hex one click. That is incredibly annoying to just go ahead and heal boop off one stop click. So they need to at least two tap you uh, to get you off top dial. You know, hit you once, hit you twice to get you somewhere in the three, four, five range. And then they'll have to hit you again to get to six. Or if you can, yeah, somehow hit her once and then hit her for four damage to get her to six. And then hit her again. You can three-shot Weapon Hex. She has 19 defense on her first stop click with probability control, which sounds like just a huge pain in the butt. Her last stop click is also an 18, which is pretty solid, and then also has probability control. So it's uh, this is going to be a really tough figure to chew through and seal. So definitely uh, that Dakin, if that's your rare, ooh, I would say pull and play him. If not, just to worry about this bad girl right here. And of course, being mystical on top of that with the free healing, she's going to be dealing out tons of free damage. And if there's any wild cards in the set when she's on click two, she won't be on click two for very long. 
but uh, but still, the defenders, very nice, very nice. But yeah, Weapon Hacks, man. She is brutal in Sealed. And I would say a pretty solid figure to play outside of Sealed. Honestly, I think yeah. she's really, really, really solid. That 19 uh, yeah. defend, well, 19 with defenders on click two. Um, I think she'd be real. Do you remember the shifting focus Doctor Strange from ADW? Yeah. The defend one, um, like defense, specialty defense one. Uh, it was like when an adjacent friendly character takes damage from an attack, heal them one if they like copied his defense. So if oh, yeah. you combo him with her, so not only can he taxi and then shift, if someone hits her to her stop click, he just heals her back up. And then I think it's only once per turn, mm -hmm. but yeah, it would just, there's a lot of fun to be had with defenders, um, but she's got some good keywords outside of that too. The... Last figure that I'm going to talk about until until we get the full set or at least a little bit more of the set is probably the only super rare that I've seen that I really, really need. Um, Mimic's kind of cool, but I don't need him that bad. Uh, but I want to talk about Blackheart. And so you already saw me talk. You already heard me talk about the Hellfire Club Guard. And the main reason is because of this Blackheart here. He's got a 75-point line and a 150-point line. His 75-point line starts on click 5, and his 150-point line uh, starts on click 1. <laughs> no, uh, it's 8 <laughs> clicks long, so it's either 8 or 4 clicks long. Um, his top dial is running shot at 150 points. He's got Mystics. He's got running shot with a 12 on his top dial, 18 impervious, 4 damage without wit, and then he drops to an 11 attack energy explosion and 4 damage prob, and then he gets wonky. So on clicks 3 and 4, he picks up phasing and poison with invulnerability and switches back to outwit on 3 and then back to prob on click 4, and then on click 5, his other starting line, he also has that running shot energy explosion but with an 18 toughness and prob control. And then he goes to Flurry Blades immediately after that for two clicks. It's just such a weird wonky dial. And to make sure that he finishes strong, he ends on a click that is running shot poison with prob. Uh, my favorite combo. If you can't prob him into a poison, you might as well running shot him with it. Um, then he's got a special defense power for his last two clicks, which might be a good reason to play him for only 75 points. It is uh, the Prince of Hell, Stop, Mastermind. Blackheart has power cosmic or cosmic energy, I suppose. When this click is first revealed, generate a 006 Hellfire Club Guard. So he's got that twice. Uh, when each click is first revealed, you'd get a guard, so that's pretty solid. He has two additional traits to that special power that make him a little bit better. So he's got putting the hell in Hellfire Club. Gives him leadership. When Blackheart uses it and succeeds, you may instead generate a 006 Hellfire Club guard on click one. And then as a power action, you can turn all friendly 006 Hellfire Club guards to click nine. But Simeon, wait. Hellfire Club guards only have three clicks. Well, you fools. I told you we'd come back to this point. Uh, they've actually got three clicks. Their fourth is KO, and then they've got a bunch of KOs until click eight, and then magically 
if you play the the exact right character known as Blackheart, they have a click nine that they can be turned to. And on that click, they get Flight, Charge, and Flurry as a speed power called Demonic Transformation. Then they have an 11 attack blades, 18 defense with toughness, and 3 damage with exploit. Which makes them look a lot better for 25 points all of a sudden. Also the fact that Blackheart, this is one of the few uh, figure generators where they generate something that's costed. Where the figure they generate can actually be real nasty. Because charge blades exploit, uh, charge flurry blades exploit, excuse me is a real nasty combo. That's a potential, I mean, if you roll real well, it's a potential uh, 12 penetrating damage in a single turn, which is, I mean, not quite enough to kill Blackheart in a single turn, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, his second trait is Heart of Darkness. If a character has been KO'd since your last turn, Blackheart deals penetrating damage. That includes with his poison, with his energy explosion, with his blades, all of those fun powers I listed off. Uh, and then free, once per turn for all characters with this trait, KO a friendly Hellfire Club guard. If you did, remove all action tokens from Blackheart, heal him one click, and after resolutions he can use either charge or running shot as free. Which is just... Uh, man. That's it. That's all, that's all for Blackheart. But he man. has so much stuff going on. Um... I'm almost not even mad that he doesn't get the cosmic power until his last two clicks because losing a 25-point figure just deciding to KO a Hellfire Club guard is probably worth it for all of that like free once per turn for all characters with this trait, which also... He's not... I guess he's not unique, so maybe that's why they worded it that way, but... Maybe there are also going to be other people that can KO these guards and get bonuses or something. I don't know. It'd be really fun if that was. But, uh, yeah, either having the guards on click 9 with that charge flurry, having them top dial with Pensai, or KOing them so Blackheart gets a ton of cool boosts. No matter how you do it, it's it's a real fun yeah. figure. And I definitely think like the Hellfire Club guard are still... Yeah, when you bring him in for free, are still fine with a running shot pen blast. Oh, absolutely. Just being yeah. an 11 for 18. You know, yeah. like, don't be like, all right, I got one. Time to power action. To, like, no, 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 no. Take a breath. Take a breath. Chill out, chill out, chill out. You know, um, especially because it, then it makes them only one click long. But still, flight, charge, flurry when they're hitting you for two. Like, that's, that is insane. But I'm just saying, like, it's definitely a right place, right time uh, to power action and turn these pawns into into rooks i wouldn't say queens but you know something yeah. you know like you they're hit, they are solid uh, they're solid both ways oh, i like them you could hit like your first stop click generate one and then because mm -hmm. you generate a uh, guard when you hit the first one um right turn, yeah like when it gets back to your turn you roll leadership succeed make another one ko one of them heal one click pick charge and then you've got charge flurry blades and let's see it's if a character has been KO'd since your last turn so yeah since a character got KO'd since your last turn you deal penetrating damage with all of that so it's pretty I don't know 
I think it's going to be a really fun piece to run. It's going to be one of those big brain moments, like every time you run them, where it's like, oh, I could do this and then this and then maybe this. Or maybe you just get like laid out right off the bat. Like maybe maybe Dakin just yeah, hits him never with make a, a leadership, like, six never whatever on blades, and he doesn't get to use his stop yeah. clicks and just dies. Um, who knows? But <laughs> maybe he survives and makes uh, a bunch of little generic dudes that are cool. And you're right. Once again, another figure with stop clicks that uh, Dakin can just be like, nope, I don't think so. I guess also Mimic has stop clicks. So maybe there are like enough stop clicks, I would say that definitely. I already said like he was worth putting on your team no matter what. But yeah, there are quite a few stop clicks. Speaking of stop clicks, we got to see the card and dial information for Ultra Chase Deadpool. And boy, howdy, does he have some stop clicks. Uh, once again, a bloated dial Ultra Chase Deadpool figure we have here with uh, Pink Cake Deadpool. 200 points, 6 range, triple target, team player and X-Men team abilities, Assassin, Avengers, Deadpool Core, Thunderbolts, Weapon X, X-Force, and X-Men. He's improved targeting, ignores characters, and he can shoot while based. And then he's got a couple of traits. Welcome to the party. Wait, where are you going? Poison. When Deadpool uses it, he may treat characters with a slice of cake token that are not within six squares as adjacent. When Deadpool hits, give each hit character without a slice of cake token a slice of cake token. However, uh, here the last slice of cake is a slick of cake token, so I'm sure Joe will fix that. It's very cool. Um, anyways, it's a little rough because he has six range, so that's sort of the balancing point, I guess, for Deadpool. It only affects people outside of six. But he's got to he's got to hit him, so have to be within six, which kind of sucks. And then he doesn't have sidestep either, so it makes it a little difficult for this poison effect to pop off. I guess the second trait is for me. You shouldn't have free. Choose a character within range and line of fire until your next turn. Deadpool can use the effect of any equipment equipped to that character, and the chosen character cannot use the effect of any equipment. So. That's pretty pretty good. Uh, sadly, his lower point line is not is 100 so that's a little weird. Um, but he not only gets to turn off equipment like how God Emperor Doom gets to turn off equipment, but he gets to use the effect of any equipment that they have, uh, or gets to use the effect of one of the equipments they have equipped. So that's pretty sweet. I I dig that a little bit. Uh, taken, that's his present that he's taken from somebody. I think it's pretty fun. I think it's flavorful for this version of Deadpool. And then we have the party's not over until everybody sings. Stop regeneration super senses. So he has a stop click on click five and click 11. Yeah, that's right. So at 200 points, he has double stop clicks. It's insane. Uh, and it's a lot to truth through. He's got a 19 defense top dial with super senses. He has prob, energy explosion, running shots, 12 speed, 12 attack, 4 damage top dial. Uh, he goes on to some charge blades, combat reflexes, exploit weakness. Then he hits that stop click. His first stop click, he is only plasticity, but he has a 13 attack with blades and 3 damage. Yeah. And then his second starting line will start on click 6 with running shot, energy explosion, and prob control again, but only 18s for defense on super senses. And then it goes once again to the charge blades, combo reflexes, then it ends on his last stop click with plasticity blades. So it sort of follows a theme for just consistent dial. 
but it is stop regen super senses when this click is first revealed place all opposing characters with a slice of cake token adjacent to deadpool and deadpool gains immune until your next turn dang that's uh that's pretty darn tough to chew through guys uh, so if he's hitting you if he's energy explosioning you and whatever else right so when he's hitting people that brings them all adjacent and then he's got and then on the stop clicks he has plasticity so we don't have to worry about him needing to charge or go anywhere if he's been doing his job handing out slices of cake then, then everybody's going to come to him. So then he can potentially poison everybody next turn, and then he's got exploit and blades. It's pretty It's pretty good. Like, he's not... People certainly might be able to do something with him, honestly, just for how tough he's going to be to chew through. I think it's impossible to kill this guy in Sealed, unless Sealed in Florida is like Team Sealed at Nats, which, you know, there's that conspiracy theory for some reason. No one pulled an Ultra Chase Thanos, right? Out of like but unless, uh, 100 unless... bricks or something. It wasn't quite Right, yeah, it? it's like statistically uh, it's like 70 borderline impossible. Right. There were 160-something players, right? Something like that? Right. With two boosters each. So, it's borderline statistically impossible that no one pulled a Ultra Chase Thanos, and you say what you will, say what you will, but uh, I think whoever pulls a cake Deadpool, unless the rest of their team is straight garbage, and by team I mean the other two players on their team besides this person's team, because this has 200 points of borderline unkillable stuff here, right? Uh, but once again, that dacking comes into play, he can really mess you up. Uh, but still, like, this Deadpool is insane. I mean, just gnarly. In, in constructed, I don't know. But anyways, like I was saying with teams, I think whoever pulls Birthday Cake Deadpool, if they don't have completely garbage pulls for the other two teams, I would say that they win. Uh, just flat out, I think they win teams in Florida if you pull Birthday Cake Deadpool. You at least will. That guy, at least for his day, will win probably every single game, yeah. I would say. It's a think, bold claim, well, but I'm I would stick to it. Because just trying to like theory craft, first you have to crack the the 19 with Super Senses. Like maybe I can get an outwit mm -hmm. and either get lucky or I just have high. I mean, like there's enough twelves in the set. I could probably hit it. Maybe there's like a perplex. Well, nope. There's no perplex in the set. So maybe there's enough combat, like uh, close combat expert or ranged combat expert, where I can a hit a nineteen with an outwit of defense. He hits his stop click. He's immune, so I can't do anything else. Now his choice is to either stay on his protected outwit super senses or roll regen and have the potential of getting to combat reflexes because he can't get up to the the super senses again. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, he's still like, you know, this isn't like a one-sided battle. He's still making attacks. But then you have to do that to his bottom dial. You have to hit him back to that stop. He doesn't get immune that time. Yep. So you do have to get through that secondary super senses again. Does he not? It doesn't, it doesn't say power. So, oh, I mean, you mean the second time you hit him to the same stop click, you mean? The same one, yeah. So, because, yeah, yeah same one, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. he's going to heal off. There's enough X-Men. Maybe he's oh, sure. X-Men team ability. Yeah. Uh, maybe he rolls regen. But either way, I assume he's going to heal off of it. Just to get that, like you know, that stop click back in there, more back more into health, play. Yeah, but yeah, it's at the very minimum, it would be 
what, like three turns and four attacks? It'd be one. I guess if they don't heal off of the stop, you could potentially hit them for four to the first one. And then it'd be another turn. And then you'd have to hit them for one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't see that happening in sealed. But maybe you hit him for six to a second one, and then you have to wait for another turn. It's just a really time-consuming piece to try and chew through. I don't think he's unbeatable, mm -hmm. but in sealed with a well-built team around him, it's a very time-sinking piece where, like you know, your opponent might have another hundred points worth of stuff that's better idea to go after try and actually get some stuff scored kind of thing yeah um yeah let's say if they can somehow kill like other 100 points but like again this deadpool is a 12 for 4 top dial and then he's yeah it's not that he's, he's not just doing anything he's, his attack is, his attack only drops to a 10 on one click yeah you know like goes that's up to a 13 pretty gnarly as far as yeah like it's yeah his average attack stat is 11 or higher, you know, like it's it's insane with this guy. Has move and attack on every click, and when he doesn't, he sucks people in that he's hit before adjacent to him. So, but thank goodness Mr. Sinister will deal him one penetrating damage if he ever uses the team player ability. <laughs> Just try and copy so, defenders or brotherhood. See yeah. what happens. Oh, geez. If you somehow, like, pull a weapon hex and him, which I think it has got to be impossible even in Team Sealed, um, that'd be a pretty gnarly combo. But yeah, dude, like, this is this is pretty gross. This is, like, one figure that I would say is just too gross for casual, at full points anyways. Um, yeah. Borderline. Borderline too gross for casual. I don't know if it'll make a splash in the meta. It's I'm not minded i'm not competitively minded to try to want to make this figure work um but i could honestly see as far as the last few ultra chases go i think uh i think he's really good once again he's a he's an ultra chase that does really fun things but man those double immune clicks and everything and the free turning off equipment and you got to think right like they could have equipment that could actually hurt Deadpool or something, you know, could actually deal a lot of damage to him, make it easy for him, or even one that's like choose a reducer or something, you know, like they could have stones of Merlin and all of a sudden now he's got invincible or whatever. Like that could be a pain in the butt, you know, or straight up equip Deadpool with the stones of Merlin and now yeah. he's got invincible. Not um, a bad But idea. he has 200 points and 200 points is still like a lot to chew through. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know with the way things are currently. There's also stuff being played. But yeah, that's Deadpool. Not to talk too crazy long about him. I would say, but just to be like the end-all be-all here, he is incredibly different than the 60.1. But I think people are going to want this one more. Um, and he will be way expensive. I think he will definitely be more expensive than Peggy Carter, for sure. Oh, yeah. As far as old think... chases go. I don't know if he'll be uh, $400 Thanos, Thanos level. Probably the same as I think he'll be Captain Marvel. Maybe a little bit more than Captain Marvel because people actually Around, know what, who 200, 250 Yeah, I would say when it's Deadpool, I'd say he could be 300 right away, honestly. Yeah. Oh, right away. 300, I mean, 350 right yeah, away. Who knows? Right away, yeah. But, yeah, it's he technically does come with equipment. It is a slice of cake token, so 
there is that. I mean, that's not really equipment, though. It's it's just like how other characters have tokens, like a Marquee of Death token or like whatever. Like, it's not equipment. Well, I mean... It's just, but it is like an extra little thing. I know a certain website Which, that might that sell take... it separately because they did that with the construct. Oh, so who knows? Yikes. It's idiotic. It's um, just bad. I feel like people are going to lose that slice of cake unless there's a way to somehow plug it into his dial, right? Like, people are going to lose that cake so so fast. If only we had drills and magnets. Get the people more magnets. <laughs> that would be Jeez. actually really cool. Uh, all right. Put magnets in that it. is... Uh, that's uh, that's Rise and Fall. I've already discussed my disinterest with this set. However, I will say one thing. Uh, we'll give a quick mention to the legacy cards that they'll be making for this set. Um, one figure that I got a while ago, mostly because I realized that she was the cheapest figure ever made with probability control, and that is uh, Universe slash is this Explosion Destiny. Her legacy card is specifically for Explosion. I won't go into it, but it basically gives you, sure, she only has a 13 defense with super senses, but she's 20 points with probability control, which is has been and is still the cheapest probability control piece ever made. Besides, of course, a theme team character that's like 10 or 15 points. You know what I mean? Like, But a character with prob on their dial, uh, Destiny here, I, I believe, is the cheapest one ever made. It's like, that's really cool. We sort of got to look at her. I'm not going to go into it or anything. Uh, other legacy card figures are the Wolverine and the X-Men 001 Wolverine, the Uncanny X-Men Common Storm, the GSX, there wasn't any giant size, yes it was, Magneto, the GSX yeah. Magneto, the Super Headmaster Cyclops, one right now. yeah I didn't totally see what his card said, uh, I know Scott read it, but I didn't fully understand it, I don't know if we can even use TK to make object attacks anymore. I mean, we can't do that, but I don't know if it lets him do that or anything. Um, but uh, what else was there? Uh, there was a version of Deadpool. I don't know if this is also Explosion, but it's the non-carded veteran Deadpool. I was, when I first saw Scott put Deadpool on the table, I was really hoping it was the Web of Spider-Man Deadpool. Yeah. Just because, like, that, that to me is like the so staple classic Deadpool, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, way cooler. Um... So yeah, Scott has all the legacy cards. He only talked about uh, the apocalypse, which is that mutations and monsters apocalypse, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think is this the first character with the flight base that has a legacy card, or was there like a Wonder Woman that uh, there had a flight a base Wonder that has a legacy one, card? I'm pretty sure. Let me. Oh, okay. Let me look through so, them real quick. Uh, in in twenty twenty one, I can play a against a, a legacy. One? I can play against a flight base character. <laughs> There's Horse, no way. I don't think, has so a flight this, base. The Wonder Woman from uh, Cosmic Justice in 2003 definitely had a flight base. And then the, the old KC Wonder Woman definitely did, too. So, yeah, those ones had... So, it's not the first one, but, yeah. Reactivate soaring, whiz kids. Or are you too too afraid oh, okay, to give us soaring That would be funny again. if they just um, that as, like, a trait. So Did you mention the um, yeah. Xavier School Cyclops? It did, yeah. Cyclops, okay. and then there's the X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga Sentinel generic has a legacy card. So, once again, another modern age figure with a legacy card, and they're not even going to rotate this year. They're going to rotate yeah. next year. Um, so, this is definitely, like, I know we joked about like the Batman animated series legacy card. This one is actually the stupidest legacy card they've made. I 
Especially, especially when they could have made like the very very first Sentinel oh my gosh, from Infinity Challenge, given it a legacy card. So many options or when it comes to X Men. Anything else? Why would you especially, even yeah, reach dude, all, any all the, within, like, the last two years? Giant size, you know. I don't even like the yeah. As much as I like the fact that I have two extra Xavier School Cyclopses, you have X Men from I don't know eighteen years back that you could have pulled from and you were like, Hey, two years ago is good. 2019 was fine. Remember the last in-person yeah, worlds like... we did the sealed stuff. Let's use something from that. That's how, that's how like long ago, uh, those sentinels came out. That was the newest set when worlds happened. So new that, I'm pretty sure you got it. Like at Worlds was like pretty much the first place that it was. It was the pre-release. Yeah, with Worlds was like a week or two early, um, from even like normal pre-release. So that that was really cool. That was probably the biggest incentive to go to Worlds was that the figures we were playing with, you could sell for pre-release like prices when you got home, or sell them at Worlds and say you'd ship it when you got home because of the cost it takes to get to Worlds. That that incentive was huge to me yeah. and also made me not buy any of the set outside of buying it at worlds. So right. it made me able to skip the set, which I was also excited for. Um, people still bought into it, which is fine. It was a solid set to buy into. Uh, but once again, it's X-Men. It's not for me. This will be the fourth or fifth X-Men set in a row. I get to skip <laughs> once I've even been near the idea of buying a booster. I guess if we count Deadpool and the X-Force being a quote-unquote X-Men set, then that was the last time I ever bought a brick of any X-related anything. So, nice. Well, you're going nice. to have to buy uh, but all right, I jokes on you. Uh, yeah, I guess I do got to buy Empire. So, yeah, I will have to buy. Sadly, sadly, yeah. But Rise and Fall is hot garbage, so I will be able to skip it. Anyways... We have uh, quite a few questions, so really quickly, let's jump into a Malcolm Rush question block. That's in Japan! Japan? No, 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 I can't go to Japan. Uh, let's talk about your personal Heroclix collection. How many Heroclix do you have now in your collection? Uh, so this is a tough question in the fact that I don't have enough time to go through and give you an accurate count of how many figures I have four or five like click together tubs that are sorted by keyword and then one box that's just all DC because I have that little DC and then I have an even bigger kind of toolbox that's under that stack of toolboxes that has a bunch of figures then I've got a few complete sets but like it's got to be over a thousand you know with other game elements all these generics and other figures and stuff like there's no way my collection isn't over at least a thousand or something, but I'm not going to go through and like try to count or figure out the averages of whatever. I'm not going to do a census on my HeroClix collection, yeah. you know, but Simeon, what would you say is like a rough idea of how many figures you own? Oh, you think I need a rough idea, Calder? You think I don't know them down to yeah. the piece? Uh, so... uh, that's my guess, yeah. Yeah, so for most sets, I don't complete the set but I roughly have a full set's worth. And so it's like, I might not have every chase, but you know, I've got five extra generics or like two of like these cheap pieces because you know, they do, they do something interesting or whatever. So I have roughly a full set's worth and that's going back till like 
2012. I don't own a whole lot. I own some loose figures from like way back, but I'm not really going to count those. Um, but that being said, I think I own somewhere in the ballpark of 1,293 figures. Um, pretty sure on that I ran the integers, plugged in some formulas, did the math thing. Uh, mm. The little cool. paperclip guy came Nerd. up and asked me. Uh, all right. What was the most hero clicks that you owned at one time, and when was that? I would just say it's always currently, right? I don't go through and pull a bunch of my stuff. I'm not a person that says, not modern, don't need it. I, I normally keep tons of my Golden Age stuff, and the only time I decide to sell a figure is like when I see that it's Golden Age, and I probably won't play it anymore, and it's also going for still like a decent amount. You know, like the other day I sold my super rare Colossal Groot because I could sell him for like 35 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see myself playing this at all that much. So goodbye, you know. So I I would say the most hero clicks I have is always whatever currently it is. I always have the most hero clicks in my collection whenever. You know what I mean? Oh, I guess that's a lie. There was one time where I bought three or four humongous tubs of hero clicks. <laughs> that's right. A hundred dollars. Uh, so I guess it would be then. I did this whole explanation, but yeah, okay, never mind. Winter of 2019, when I bought an insane amount of hero clicks, is when I had the most of my collection. I don't know how many was in it, uh, but it was a ton. It, it was so many. I pieced them all out, sold them to Cool Stuff Inc., and I made a few thousand dollars. I made sorry, a few thousand. I made twelve hundred dollars off of that. Um, and I didn't discount any of the times like when I sent in shipping because I sent them in like orders of hundreds at a time. So I didn't like whatever miss out on anything. Um, but then I eventually sent one where it was $70 worth of five cent filler, you know, figures and shipping for $75 of five cent hero clicks bulk ended up being $75. So it was uh, just me <laughs> writing them all down. But because I sold it for like the 25% buy-in, I made a slight amount of money off of that exchange where I just didn't want them anymore. And I imagine so many of them broke on the way there because I just dumped them all in a box. But yeah, that would have been the time I had the most figures in my collection. Nice. Yeah, I said, uh, I don't think, I've never really bought like big collections, but uh, I said, the time I owned the most was, uh, it was about 1,293 figures, and it was about right now, sometime around right now. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Number three, and for longtime listeners of the show, uh, they're going to know this question very easily, but what comic character, including all alternate versions, do you have the most of in your Heroes collection? I'm a big Captain America fan. I make a point of buying every single version of Steve Rogers, Captain America that I can get. So it's it's easy for me. It's Steve Rogers. Simeon? Yeah. For me, it's also Steve Rogers, my most favorite of all comic characters. Don't lie to me. Don't oh. lie to me. Don't <laughs> uh, lie to me. No, it's it's clearly Wolverine. Uh, I, I have almost... <laughs> uh, I'd say almost, I have almost every carded Wolverine um 
Man, there's a lot we of should do, stuff that I don't even bother uh, with. But an in-person game where we play every Captain America versus every Wolverine. I mean, we'd we'd have to add the, the setup the, won't how make. close the points come. But are we doing like? We could do it in sections. We could do it in sections. Yeah, or something. You know. I think I know which one would win, but that's, like that's fine. Wolverine's always going to win. Well, the best that would well be, I mean, so. Captain America's got the range advantage, so he'd probably crush Wolverine just flat out, period, you know, with the range advantage. So, yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah. I mean, barely Some of them, here. sometimes. Hmm. I, well, excuse you, <laughs> Wolverine's ever led anything. The X it's like, hey, Wolverine, do you want to lead the X-Men? Nah, make Storm do it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna lead the edgy X-Men team. You know? I'll, I'll yeah, okay. Lead sure. the murder force with X's on our chest. The kill squad. Yeah. We gotta wear black and gray. Cause we're gonna do the dirty deeds that no one else wants to. Charles. Okay. Okay, Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, question best. number four. Uh, yeah. Beth is some. Someone could say he's the best there is at what he does what he do um anyways uh, best worst <laughs> what do you do uh best worst and favorite of that hero hooks character that you named above uh best captain america that's that's pretty that's hard pretty uh it's, it's a pretty tough call i would say um for like comic accurate not necessarily like gameplay wise i think the best one is like abpi and also tied with the common or uncommon from the Captain America and the Avengers set, Captain America. I think those are both comic accurate wise. Either one you could play and you would have an incredibly comic accurate Captain America. Uh, worst, I said all the ones from Chaos War. It, he was so bland. He like charge ESD or something. It was just he like if he hit doubles, he'd give you an action token or something like the the ones from Chaos War were terrible, terrible Captain America's. Um, there were like three. They're all bad, um, and I've I don't think I've ever played any of them. Most caps, even like the ones from Infinity Challenge, I've like played and sort of given a a shot at. Um, but the ones in Chaos were just terrible. Uh, and then personal favorite uh, Steve Rogers Captain America is Hammer of Thor. This one could also I guess be in the running for best. I suppose at his time he was definitely the best Captain America for sure. But the Hammer of Thor shield deflection, huge fan. Uh, just it was one of the first figures that I flat out bought for like fifteen twenty dollars at one point, and I put him on every team, and I loved him. He was great. So, Simeon, best worst favorite uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, so I had to go with the best. I had to go with the Xavier School Super Rare. Not only is it just a really good sculpt, probably one of like the best sculpts Wolverine's gotten. Um, it's one of the cheapest, most ruthless, disgusting dials that he's ever had, and it's just kind of garbage. Like, I mean, garbage in like a to play against a friend uh, kind of way, because it's a uh, it's a little too good for what it is, and does not make sense why it's so good for for fifty points. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I said that one's the best. It's not necessarily my favorite, but it's probably got to be the best. I can't think of one that's better. Uh, the worst is got to be the Vampire Wolverine, and ooh, oh, I forgot about that one. He is just man. Like when I when I first started collecting and I saw him, I was like, oh yes, 
Vampire Wolverine? That must be, like, super good. And then I finally got him, and you know what he is, Calder? He's 180 points, and it's not as bad now, mm. but 180 points. Starts the game on click four because he's a, a vampire, right? So for 180 points, this is what you get. You get a 10-speed charge, 11 attack, 17 toughness, and 4 damage with leadership. And it takes your opponent 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 clicks of damage to kill him, assuming they get through his toughness. His defense doesn't get any better. Uh, he's got one cool trait, and that's he gives all... Uh, friendly characters with the X-Men keyword or team ability, steal energy. Why they would have the team ability but not the keyword, I don't understand. But I guess, I don't know. Uh, he also has steal energy himself with stealth, and then he can heal past his starting line of click four. Although, at best, he only gets a plus one to speed from his starting, a plus one to attack from his starting line, a plus one to his defense, but he does get a, a huge boost. Finally, on click one, he gets impervious instead of toughness the rest of his dial. Uh, so on click one, he, he does heal up to impervious, and then he gets a plus one to his damage compared to his starting line. So you have to heal three clicks just to get impervious and a plus one to stats. It's pretty bad. Jeez. Uh, and the worst thing, which, again, this doesn't matter anymore now that pushing is gone, but he was never in Dom. So it was 180 points, and he took pushing damage this whole time. So it was just you were negating a lot of your steel energy just so you could act again because you kind of needed to for 180 points. And mm -hmm. uh, he did have ways of healing more, but holy cow, it was... It's got to be the worst. I just, it's a cool sculpt, but I hate it. I hate the figure. Mm -hmm. I hate the dial. I've played it exactly one time and was so disappointed in how it performed. It is a cool sculpt, though. Yeah. Uh, then my personal favorite is the duo figure, which might be cheating because it's a duo figure, but uh, the Wolverine X23 duo figure just works like a charm every single time you put it on the board. Um, the old school like tricks that it used to have still work. It's a little bit high-costed for what it does now, but, man, is it still a fun piece. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all I can really say about that one. If you haven't played it, I mean, probably haven't played any duo figure if you haven't played that one, to be honest. Probably can't even name, like, five okay. duo figures. <laughs> I see you got that duo figure hero click shirt on. Name five hero click duo figures. <laughs> people are like bands or something you know uh geez anyways that's just a most question one. Oh, flashes <laughs> wow yeah anyone would name the brave and the bold ones uh, that was their popular duo figs all right uh which hero clicks in your collection is your prize and why is that hero click so important to you uh so i'm gonna go with the colonel america zombie i had um this isn't the first time I owned this figure, but it is the version I am most proud to own. So I used to I used to own one that I made like a really ridiculous trade for, like heavily in his favor to get it. Uh, since then, I had someone give me one, and I was like, okay, I don't need this other one, so I gave the other one away. 
Um, but the one I have now was it was given to me at Origins one year. Uh, I think it was last Origins I went to, and the guy I won't say any of their names, but uh, his uh, his buddy was a huge Captain America fan. He knew I liked Captain America, and his his friend had went through just you know something pretty major in their life and uh wasn't kind of the same person anymore and was just selling all their hero clicks and wasn't just into captain america anymore after everything that had happened he said you know you know i think you you would deserve to have this and like that meant a lot to to me that he was you know thinking of me uh and everything his friend went through and everything i was like wow that's incredible and so i that is the version of colonel america i have he, i even made sure to keep it in its the uh, card sleeve that he had it in you know so i think it's really cool uh, I think it was a really, you know, interesting story, and yeah. So like, that's that's my hero who's prized. You know, not that it's like a crazy expensive figure or anything. It is it is a supernova zombie, so it is pretty darn expensive. Upwards like fifty, sixty bucks for Colonel. So, but yeah, like, just it was really cool to to get that gifted to me. It's awesome. Nice. Mine's the big dragon guys. Glad Calder's story was. <laughs> Real touching because uh, I like the Serpent, Cthulhu, and Apocalypse Dragon. Two of those aren't even hero clicks. So, yeah. I don't know why. The heck is an Apocalypse Dragon? It's what? a Mage Knight. Huge dude. Uh, of course uh, just it is. Like, so, just like how Cthulhu is a horror clicks, Apocalypse Dragon is like a yeah. giant seven-headed... Or, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, five. It's five because it's the uh, the four horsemen of apocalypse. So there's war, famine, pestilence, and death. And then the fifth head is control. Um, but it's cool. Mm. It's a cool dragon. I must have I must have missed that one first time I read that. Okay. Uh, next up we have. Or six. So, which hero clicks that you paid the most for when you got it, and what is the price it's worth now? I don't flat out buy figures, you know, just like straight up, like, oh, here's three hundred dollars. Can I please have that Q Prime? You know, like I don't, I don't really do that. I don't flat out buy figures. Um, the only time I got really close to that, and this would be plus trade plus money, was the most expensive time I bought it was. Uh, Captain Venom at an Earth X sealed, or maybe it was just like a WK or something in Omaha. Someone pulled a Captain Venom. I've been trying for a long time to try to get a Captain Venom at a good price. I had $80 in my PayPal at the time, and I was like, hey, look, dude, I'll give you 80 bucks in PayPal, and I'll give you this, um, what was he, a Black Dwarf. Because Black Dwarf at the time was actually going for like $35 to $40 um, when he was like a brand new WKO prize. And so... I was like telling the guy, like, look, he's Captain Venom, I think was going for 120 at the time. So I was like, I'll give you 80 bucks cash, you know, PayPal, and then I'll give you like 40 buck, you know, figure or whatever. You know, and like, you can probably sell it for $40 if you do it on Facebook or like whatever. Um, and he took it. He, I think he asked Devin or somebody, he was like, is this figure actually worth 40 bucks? And like, yeah, it's about around that or whatever. Like, I think he asked like Lucas or somebody, I don't know. Um, but yeah, made that deal, and I'm pretty happy to say Captain Venom most recently sold for $150 on the old eBay, May 25th. May 16th, it said $150, but then crossed out, best offer accepted, whatever that means. And then May 9th, he sold for $102. So 
I would say pretty solid. May 6th, he sold for $145. So I feel pretty good in paying what I paid for for Captain Venom. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so I I already mentioned... I already mentioned which one... Uh, the most expensive is, figure. Yeah. yeah. I dropped a pretty decent amount on Cthulhu and Apocalypse Dragon. Uh, technically, they're not hero clicks, and I'll probably never play them. Um, outside of those, I guess Galactus is probably one of the highest ones. I don't tend to drop a ton of money unless it's going to be like a statuesque, statuesque kind of display piece as well. Um, but, uh, Apocalypse Dragon, let me see what it's, it's trending for in the box somewhere around $400 outside the box, a little over 200. And then those are the ones that have sold. If you look at the ones that haven't sold, the ones that are like up for auction right now, you've got 350, 369, 845. What a fool that person is. Uh, 509, 699. So like, it's not easy to come by just like Cthulhu, uh, the horror clicks Cthulhu. Um, he was incredibly hard to come by because if I ever found him for what I thought was a reasonable amount, it was snatched up before I could even like contact the person. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to look up Cthulhu, but, uh, he's really hard to find even like for sale, let alone price gauge. But he also goes for around that like 300 range. Um, I definitely didn't pay that for mine. Luckily mine was slightly damaged, so I got a pretty decent discount, but those two are definitely the most I've paid for, uh, clickable figures. And I, I guess they're hero clicks. They're heroes to someone, and they click. So they're technically hero clicks. Some, some you could kid probably have like, like, dear Lord Cthulhu, please. And then he like speaks in weird Cthulhu language that I don't understand. Right, with the tentacle mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You could have probably got like an actually like good statue of Cthulhu or something, or like slightly oh, more. You could have absolutely. gotten like an actual like. But would a statue have? Yeah, you know, like in turn. Would it be super unbalanced and, do and fall work. off my shelf someday and just shatter? No. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So, which hero hooks figure that you have is worth the most money now and in the past? Uh, now or in the past? So, like, basically, what was the most expensive figure we we would have owned at any time. I don't know what it was going for in the past, and this might be a bit of a cop-out answer, but I have all the Marvel zombie chases from Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think a full Marvel zombie team base, you know, them all being 100 to like 160 to 170 would have been the most expensive figure. And even, even then, like the most expensive figure I would have ever owned uh, would have been the Ultra Chase Thanos I pulled, but sold very quickly for like $325 as soon as I could. So, yeah, it would be like the Marvel Zombie team base or like that Ultra Chase Thanos. Yeah. Um, the most money. <sighs> I'm 
trying to like remember what some stuff used to go for because some stuff used to like go for crazy amounts. I think War of Light was kind of where oh, yeah. it peaked, and I didn't own it. I never owned with any, entities like, the and stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was like a pretty. I I don't know if that's where it peaked. There's definitely some stuff before that that went for quite a bit. Um, I'll have to say Ultra Chase Thanos as well because he still goes for a decent amount. But like, yeah, when he f- first dropped, there's people like easily selling him right off the bat for 500 bucks and i traded for mine so i i traded a full set of origins uh mandarin rings for an ultra chase thanos um because i got top 16 and that's uh, insane sealed and so yeah i I made made, like a super sweet deal and then uh immediately looked at one of my uh sealed partners charles and was like somebody just traded me an ultra chase thanos for my set of rings and he was like nah and like instantly like started like tapping on his phone and like posted it as well and i was like i i mean if you it was a good trade i guess if like you really wanted them because that was like the first place they were all available i think but that's true yeah but i mean like for the value of those things I guess the rings might actually have a higher value than Thanos right now. Honestly, um, I honestly don't know. I think at the time Thanos probably had a higher value, but yeah, the rings. Sometimes I like I can't give the rings away, and then I'll see people sell the rings for like 150 or something for a full set on Facebook, and I'll be like, "Is that where they're at? Is that what the rings are doing right now?" You know, like super confused. Uh, anyways, number eight. What was your white whale in your collection that you now own, and what is your new white whale that you're going after now? Uh, my old white whale was that Venom Captain America because I had owned every figure I wanted from from Earth X, uh, and I was just like, I need to have that Venom Cap. Need to have that Venom Cap. Looks so awesome. Looks so cool. Uh, currently, my new white whales. Uh, anyone that watches any unboxing I do on YouTube knows that I'm opening up a pack of Supernova every time I do an unboxing to try to chase those zombies. So my current white whales are going to be the Zombie Hulk and the Zombie Wolverine. The only zombie figures I'm missing to complete every single Marvel zombie figure ever made in Heroclix. Uh, but Simeon, what is a white whale you now own? And then a white whale you're looking for now. Yeah. Uh, the white whale that I currently own, it was, like, was previously. The most recent was Q Prime. I held out for quite a while on Q Prime. Got him for a pretty decent deal. Um, previously, before that, it would have been again the horror clicks cthulhu that one i had my eye on for years like since since i first saw that it was like a thing i was like man i want it like and i didn't actively search for it so i don't know if you could call it a white whale but i always kept like an eye out just in case and then uh my current one is the new master mold because once once it drops somewhere somehow i'm really gonna want it and man you know what calder I thought people were fools yeah. for blasting Wonder Woman 80th when they included the uh, buy it by the case promo. But if WizKids does that with X-Men Rise and Fall and they include Master Mold as one of the like buy it by the case, I will join the ranks of the HC Realms people with their por- pitches and torches and uh, <laughs> just I'll be quite livid because... <laughs> I'm going to be like, you're charging me $300 for 
for a figure that like would normally be 30 how dare you which would you? be actually the cheapest way to get master mold oddly enough yeah currently um sad no, thing I, about that I, I don't think i'd be too upset but i would probably that might actually and whiz kids please don't listen to this and do this because i will hate you for it but uh i probably would end up buying a case just for the chance of getting a master mold or whatever others I assume that they're going to hold off to uh, to Empire because then they could do the rest of the Marvel stuff all in one swoop rather than just one single figure. But, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I hope they hold off until Empire because, honestly, legacy cards they fall are really good. Uh, the characters they chose, I mean, um, except for that Storm and Wolverine, but they might actually make those playable figures, you know. I doubt it, but they might. Um like the legacy cards kind of made me almost want to buy like a brick of the set just to see which legacy card I get, honestly. Because like, I'd probably sell that Sentinel card for a good chunk, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. But uh, I don't think I could, even Magneto if they did both sure, the legacy too. cards and oh yeah, the Magneto for sure. Yeah, people like sold their old GSX Magneto for like 60, 70 bucks the other day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. Anyways, where were we? Yeah, number nine. Which sets? you have that is completed or almost complete uh and the ones that are almost complete what figures are you missing uh i'll go first i own all the main booster captain america sets so that's a 2011 captain america set the 2020 captain america set and then i have all the figures to the gravity feeds for captain america so that's civil war and then winter soldier that includes you know the fast forces the target exclusive figures whatever totally complete there and then I almost have a complete set of Supernova because of how much freaking Supernova I've opened. I'm missing, uh, I think, if I had the sheet of, of paper in front of me, I'm missing one of the uniques because I just finally pulled Korvac the other day. And this is out of two cases so far of Supernova I've opened. So 48 packs of Supernova times two. So, you know... 96 packs of supernova that i have opened goodness gracious um uh, yikes i am still not still have a complete set which blows my mind uh trying to get these veterans is really annoying um veterans are just harder to get than all the other stuff which makes sense that's the best version of that character but goodness gracious it really sucks and then trying to get some of these uniques is also very annoying and of course i'm missing that hulk and that wolverine uh but simian yeah, uh, I've got, I was trying to think, and I honestly, I don't collect set-wise usually. Um, if I do end up collecting a set, it's just happenstance because I bought a lot of it. But I mostly collect generics and figures that I think I'll play or pieces that I really think are going to be like fun or something that I'm going to hold on to. And so the one set that I actually tried to complete when I first started, I did at one point have... A full set of Uncanny X-Men minus the chases. Um, I have a full set of Wolverine and the X-Men minus the team bases because I never actually opened any boosters for Wolverine and the X-Men. That was all like secondary market purchase and I just never got around to getting the team bases. So I have some of the team bases with some of the characters, but there are some characters that were exclusive to like team bases or whatever. Uh, I never got those, but that's the closest I think I have to a full set for X-Men. Um, Justice League Unlimited 
again, just just happenstance, I ended up with almost exactly one of every figure in that set, which I was perfectly fine with. It was a little sad because it meant I didn't have any trade fodder for that set. People are always like, oh, you have anything from JLU? And I was like, yeah, but it's the only one I got. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, and then ABPI. Uh, ABPI was one where I just, by happenstance, I just bought so much of the set, collected so much of it. I wanted one of every gem, so I ended up with one of every gem, including Ultra Chase Thanos at one point. Oh, I still have him. Uh, now the only thing I am missing from ABPI is Red Skull and Kobik, because I was just never super interested in those two. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I have an actual fully 100% completed set. It's just a lot of very almost but not quite kind of things. And I'm I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not a collector in the aspect of, you know, checking off set lists. It's more of just does my collection for a set feel complete. And sometimes that's like five figures. Sometimes I'll look at a set and be like, there's only one thing in this set that's worth having for me. And, you know, that set's complete for me then. And that's, I don't know. It's a simple way of collecting. It's just a make it up as you go kind of thing. That's funny because... Of the three chases I own, I made it a point to get Captain America, Red Skull, and then Kobik, because those obviously all are in a Captain America storyline. So that's that's kind of funny. Uh, uh, but next up, number 10, what was your strangest or weirdest trade you ever made for a Heroclix piece, and was it worth it? Um, it wasn't really a strange trade, and I don't understand what you think we're going to say that if we were playing some kind of high stakes poker game, but it's hero clicks or uh, what kind of thing we would do to get a hero clicks figure. But most of the time it's either I trade hero clicks for hero clicks or I trade money for hero clicks or they give me money for hero clicks. And that's pretty much all it ever is. But for a sort of weird story, um, back when I first started playing, um, this would be four years after I got into the game. So 2016 for the civil war storyline OP event, I still never had a venue I was very unlucky that I lived, you know, on the ranch, middle of nowhere, you know, two and a half hours from any venue anywhere in the States, you know, an hour away from a McDonald's or Walmart, you know, just truly living in the boonies, 14 miles away from the town of 200 people. And I was playing Heroclix, you know, playing, you know, just against myself, forcing my little brother to play, whatever. I was not lucky like everybody else is this world. And I hope you all understand how privileged you are that online is a thing because I looked back at my old HC, uh, not HC realms, but Heroclix like international exchange post. And I was like, hey guys, I don't live near anyone and no one near me wants to play. You know, what can I do? And they said, dang, sucks to be you. And now people can say <laughs> you can play online and you can do whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was literally like one funny. of the comments was like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks, dude. Like you can't do anything. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, like that was how helpful the Heroclix community was back then. But like, that's all they had. But now... Um, anyway, so that was the that was the time of my life when this took place. I had seen the preview for Captain Iron America. Being the Captain America fan that I am, I'm like, I need that figure. So I made a plan to take a road trip out to Rapid City where they were doing the final month of Civil War. I knew that was one of the prizes. I knew that Rapid did not keep score through all the months because they weren't that bright, honestly. They didn't keep score all the months to see who would get the prizes. So I know if I just could do well this one month, I would get the first choice for prizing. 
I know, right? It's sad. Um, but anyways, so I had screenshotted on my phone because reception's a little dicey. All of the figures from HD Realms, and I just looked at all the dials, memorized the dials, did whatever I could, right, to try to like totally figure out oh, this is a good figure in sealed, this is a good figure in sealed. You know, I just looked at every single figure in the set, whatever. Um, finally, get is, there after my two, three hours study. Opponents' uh, dials. So. Uh, well, I mean, Civil War, they didn't have dials on the back of the car. Right. I mean, yeah, that's still pre-look yeah. at it. But, uh, but also, I remember if they like, did, when, I wouldn't be allowed to look at it. When Sealed was, like, rolling cars. up. When Sealed was rolling up back in, like, the day before uh, the yeah. new cards and before being able to look at your opponent's cards, uh, trying to memorize, like, pre-release, trying to, like... That was part of why previews uh-huh. were so important, is you just sit there and be like, I really oh, yeah. want to win this Sealed... They've got they've got a LE Spider Man in a black suit. I really need to win it. Uh, but yeah, you sit there and like try and memorize dials and be like, all right. So if I go up against this guy, I got to hit him for X Y Z kind of thing. So anyway, finishing my story, um, I I was like looking at all the dials. Really, really, really wanted to win this Captain America, right? Um, it absolutely slogged. Two people gang up on me. I was the outsider, not whatever. They didn't want me to win because I don't, I didn't, you know, show up to their months, but I, you know, fair enough. Right. But like, I wasn't going to travel two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back just to play in civil war. So I was just able to make this trip work because I really wanted it to have happen. Um, so they just two people, we played a battle royale format. That was what civil war was supposed to be. Uh, two of them ganged up on me right away and just slaughtered me. And I was like, cool, this sucks. Um, and we only played one game that day too, one or two games. And I was like, and it was over and I was like, dang. Uh, so I lost, but I bought one booster of, I think the set was superior foes of Spider-Man. And I got an old man spider. And that same day I just posted on Facebook and I was able to one-to-one trade it for Captain Iron America. And I was like, cool. So in a way, that trip, I did get Captain Iron America, but not the way I thought I was going to. So that would be the only kind of funky story I had about a weird trade. So yeah, we still did it. Mission accomplished. We used the wrong equation and got the right answer. Nice. Yeah, the the weirdest, strangest and weirdest trade I ever made for Heroclix is uh, one time I went into one of my local game stores and um, they had a bunch of they had a bunch of like older figures and boxes and then some behind the glass. And uh, a guy came over and was like, hey, can I help you with something? And I was like, yeah, can I get that piece? And he was like, this one here? And I said, yes. And then he said it was $5 and I handed him a $5 bill and then I left. And it was pretty weird. Uh, paper money. It's very strange handling that old currency that is now dead and it's gone. strange. Uh, mm. but no, no, I've, I've never done a weird trade. I, I think if a trade ever seemed weird to me, I'd probably just stop it. Like if someone was like, Hey, uh, you got any honey? I can't get honey like in this state. Could you send me a bunch of food stuff through the mail and I'll send you some hero clicks or vice versa. I'd be very weirded out and be like, this sounds like some sort of bad thing I don't want to be a part of. So no, I've I've never done a weird trade. I don't even know what a weird there, trade would consist of. There was sort of a trade like that that I saw on HC Realms, like a long like during the construct era. Cause I believe the guy said in his like HC Realms post he wanted anything yellow. And I think someone sent him a banana. 
I don't totally know how like that story goes, but I I think that was like the end result was that someone just sent, sent him a banana, you know, like and I was like, oh, uh, okay. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's Malcolm Rush's questions. He also says, remember, if you ever want to slim down your collection, please uh, send me your extra hero clicks. Malcolm, if you want to pay shipping and then also join our Patreon at any tier, I will gladly uh, send you all of my extras as long as you pay shipping and join our Patreon. I think that'd be a pretty fair trade. Anyways, uh, we also have more listener questions. This one comes in from Matt Reed. Uh, Simeon? Yeah, so essentially... Uh Matt messaged us and said uh, he's looking for more fun and interesting types of builds we can do for his gr- uh, that he can do for his group that plays every Sunday. They try and make stuff up, uh, but since it's the same five people playing every week, they tend to recycle the same builds over and over. And so he's just trying to find some new interesting type of formats and builds to work with. So uh, when it comes to build formats for like a local gaming Uh, group there's two different ways to tackle it so you can do alternative rules which is where you like add interesting rules or just different rules you mix them up kind of thing and then build restrictions other than that um that's pretty much it like you can restrict the build to make it different and you can add additional rules you can do the combination of the two but uh, there's not really a whole lot more than you can do than those two things, right? Am I am I forgetting something? Um, yeah, for could, for simple could, things you like could that, eat, like hot not... wings or hit people with chairs when you do it. I guess uh, that one I would recommend. I think that's fun. But no, uh, and this is like uh, I don't know. Um, this is a good question for anyone that would be like an aspiring. Uh, judge or like group runner somebody that would be like the the person that sets up all the builds right. for their because local spot because the fact of the matter hard. is if if you play 300 modern every single week i i probably wouldn't show up to your venue after a while because that's just i don't want to play 300 modern every week it's boring it's kind of lame um, and if i want to play 300 modern i'll go tr- i'll travel to a different state and then i'll play competitively but if all you do is play competitively all the time, then I'm not playing this game um, fun anymore. So for me, anyways, specifically for me, um, and then you just cut down on saying I can't play 90% of my collection, basically. So I think this is a, an important tool for any judge, host of a venue to learn. So that way players, you know, don't get tired and bored of just the same old format. Because then if you keep playing the same format, that means people will just kind of keep playing the same thing, and that's boring. You don't want to play against the same thing every week. Uh, but Simeon, what is your uh, out-of-the-box, spicing up Heroclix format? Alright, do you want all of them at once? I think we do back and forth one at a time here. Okay, so uh, one of my, one of the ones that I think is easier to do, um, but it's also like pretty interesting, uh, and it's not at all like good for competitive because it can be exploited a little bit but it's heroes versus villains you have to build a team of heroes and a team of villains doesn't have to be like themed or anything they're the same points so whatever point build you want to be at uh 300 400 whatever you have each person has to build a hero squad and a villain squad and then when they get matched up with uh their opponent they both roll, and whoever rolls highest gets to pick whether they want to play their villains or play their heroes. Uh, it makes for some like interesting matchups. 
because it's it forces it to be thematic. So your villains might not be the same as like what your rogues gallery for you. Like, you know, it might not be X-Men versus Brotherhood. It might be X-Men versus Borg or just like some, you know, wacky whatever. Like it might be the Flash's rogues or something. But it's really fun. Um, and it's really simple to do. It's just two teams and then highest rule decides which one's playing which. And I think on the in the same vein, you can do that with like Marvel versus DC or whatever else, right? Just anything that's building like two different teams type of deal. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I have written down, this is one of my favorites. It is song slash movie. So when it's a movie, you can't base it off a comic book movie. And when it's a song, you're not allowed to do any like comic booky at all like songs but like uh, basically you're building your team around a theme like that so we will do this a lot for holidays so like Simeon and I when we did our Christmas game we based them off Christmas movies which we're using you know Marvel DC Star Trek whatever figures to represent characters uh, from a random like Christmas classic so that'll make us like I would have never played these weird Star Trek people or Fire Lord and Iceman together. But because I was doing, you know, Heat Miser and Snow Miser, then boom, I, I made that team. So I think that's really fun. Uh, same thing with Song. You can do cool things. Uh, I've seen people do like Thunderstruck, super easy, play people with either Thunder in their name, uh, Thunderbird, War Thunder, whatever, right? Or just do people that can do like Thor's lightning powers and stuff, right? So... Anything, songs like that. Uh, whiskey for my man, beer for my horses, played a team with some horses, played a team with some alcoholics like Iron Man and stuff on it, you know. Um, yeah, so I like building songs and movies because then that, uh, I think that gets you to be really, really creative. And you can also be super lame and uncreative with it. Some people yeah. are, it's the way it is. Um, but if you want to be creative, you can. Like someone did Walk This Way, and it was like mind control, but it was all that Professor X that can only make you do move actions. And I thought that was a really funny team. You know, was it a good team? No, it was terrible, but it was fun. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> so, basing teams around uh, songs and movies, I think, is great. Yeah. Princess Bride is like a, if you're ever building for that, Princess Bride has a ton of room to work because you've got. Uh, physic, yeah. the big brute. And we have Andre. We have the mastermind. Oh, yeah. We also have just Andre the giant in general now. Uh, you've got like Straight the mastermind up, yeah. guy, the swordsman. You've got a pirate, the dread pirate Roberts. Uh, you've got Princess Buttercup. You've got the evil count. You have like so many stuff to choose from. Um, but really, any movie kind of have that. Uh, my next, this one's a super simple one. Next alternate format is just no boot symbol. And so no boot symbol can be, means you have to play, uh, your entire team has to have flight, dolphin, or like something, like some sort of transporter or something. Um, but you can do this with any kind of, you know, you could have no standard or colossal. And so everybody has to be a giant or tiny. You can play this with like any kind of uh, variation on, um, symbols or uh, ability slots but really I mean other than autonomous we don't have one for attack anymore we used to have sharpshooter yeah. that's gone um, so really it's just 
uh, damage symbol and speed symbol that gets changed up the most. But I mean, that's enough. I mean, you can you can do that, or you could do something where uh, you know, like a certain amount of your build has to have like X team ability kind of thing, uh, A team ability kind of thing. But yeah, just just uh, right saying like no boot symbol in general <laughs> wipes out a lot of sets. Like you'd be surprised how many sets are comprised of mostly people that can't fly. Oh, show. One of my favorites to do is Attack of the Clones, which is you would have a uh, every character on your team has to share the same name or real name. I personally like to do Highlander with this. So that way not everybody's going to play, you know, Super Scrolls at 50 points and be like Super Scroll, Super Scroll, Super Scroll. Instead, it you can be really fun, right? So um, that's how I like to play, though. I, I always like to play... Just in America's on one team as possible. That's all I cared about for the longest time ever in Heroclix. That's the only teams I ever wanted to play. And to this day, those are still the teams that bring me the most joy, is however many Captain Americans I can put on a team. So when everybody does it, it's kind of fun to see a team of all Hal Jordans or a team of all the Flash or Lex Luthor or Captain America or Spider-Man, you know? I think that's really fun. I think it's a fun way to play. I think Highlander means you get more unique teams as opposed to a bunch of PS4 Spideys or something, like I said. So I think Clone Army is just a super... To me, I think it's like a super fun way to play. For sure. Uh, my next one is Resources Mandatory. I don't know what a good name for it is. Uh, but if you have... And this is only applicable if you have enough resources to go around. But um, especially if, if you've got like some... Uh, people that have been judging for a while, they probably have all the over all the older uh, standard organized play kits with like all like the Mandarin rings or a gauntlet or uh, maybe like some power batteries or like whatever. They've got older resources. Phoenix Force is pretty plentiful, um, and like hammers, you know, all the all the resources. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, just. Uh, loan them out and everyone has to build a like a normal team but actually use a resource uh it's actually you know when everyone's using resources it actually makes the game it's not like unfair in one way or the other it, like it used to be like you know you might okay. show up to casual and somebody's like running a, a lantern and just like destroying everyone else because no one else showed up with that but if you show up with the intention that everyone's going to be running a resource, it's like a fun learning experience because it's like, oh, I've never used like this one uh, or I've never used it with this team or whatever. And then you also get to play against like another uh, resource and see kind of which one's better. So I always liked it, but it can take quite a bit to set up. And that's the one downfall of that kind of thing is forcing everyone to learn how to use a brand new resource can take a little time. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be a little that would be a little tough. I think I think it is fun though. I definitely like prefer putting resources on a team where it's like a bunch of 50 to 75 whatever, like kind of like bad golden age figures and then being able to pump them up. It just the worst part is when you say resources are legal, people don't say People's minds don't go to, oh, I'm going to play a bad figure and make them playable. They say, I'm going to make a good figure and make it better. 
which sure, whatever. That's the way people are. So it's fair enough. But I mean, that's how I always think of resources where it's like, ah, man, how are the ducks going to have the infinity gauntlet? You know, Uh, my next pick is going to be a super theme team. I think this one can be kind of fun. It's uh, once again, a lot of these that we're kind of saying means you kind of have to have fleshed out collections. So they might not be the best for newer players. Um, but super theme team I enjoy means basically you have to have a named keyword and a generic keyword shared by everyone on your team. So you have to have uh, soldier Avengers, martial artist Avengers, detective justice league, something like that. Right. I think that's just awesome. Tons of fun. It super, super cuts down like what you can play and it, it probably does make its own meta or whatever. But I, I personally really enjoy uh, super theme team like that, making them share a, a named and generic keyword. I think that can be really fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Justice League robot. Yeah. That's what I would Oh, uh, there you go. Um, well, I would say you have to have more than one figure on your team. It has to like be an actual, like, Oh, uh, so and then you, I guess you, you just the robot. Does Fulcum have robot? And Fulcum yeah, you can is, do Stripe. Yeah. You can do Fulcum, and then you can do the Batman Superman robot or something. And then, oh, yeah. True. See, Just League robot totally works. Yeah. Totally works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my next one is Royal Rumble. And so if you know anything about WWE or wrestling and you know what a Royal Rumble is, it's basically that. So you, you build to like three, four hundred points, but then you have sidelined. Uh, other so you can do it a couple different ways. You can have sidelined like fifty point figures, and uh, then essentially the way it works is after the like every third turn or fourth turn or whatever you want to make it, each team adds a new figure in from their starting or from their uh, sideline. So you can make it everyone's like a certain point value or under a certain point value. Or you can have, like, the first fig is 50 points and under, second figure is 75 and under, third is 100 and under, you know, so on and so forth. Um, It depends on how you want to do it. But essentially, yeah, you just, you keep adding figures to, like, the force, either through the starting area or adjacent to somebody else. Um, But it keeps it interesting because, like, you know, we... You might have your opponent on the ropes and they're down to one figure, and then all of a sudden the third round like comes up or whatever, and they drop in a hundred point figure, and now all of a sudden like they've got that big backup dude who's able to like fight back kind of thing. It's an interesting premise, and it's hard to really like build well for, because I mean you could just build with the best figures. That would be like the easiest thing to do, but. Uh, it's hard to like, you know, do I want support powers mid game when half my team might be dead or do I want like a better attacker kind of thing? It's hard to like, you know, figure out what exactly your team might need. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, my next one is team swap. Some people might not like this as it is. You will build whatever team you want. Um, but when you get there, each round, you will switch teams with your opponents, and you'll play each other's teams. I think it's fun. Some people are, like, against touching your figures or other people's figures. I'm like, okay, whatever, get over yourself. Um, but I think it's really funny. I think it's great. Uh, 
we have to do there have to be some rules depending on how competitively minded your area is where it's like you can't have a team that just auto loses you know there are some teams you can build where it's just oh as soon as i play this i lose you know um and then we also made it where you have to have at least half of your build have two or more damage so you know so it's it's just in case someone had some crazy reducers somehow they built a team that would give you crazy reducers then they would just be totally sol you know so that was another thing we had to do but i think it's really funny forcing everyone to kind of build the worst teams they can think of you know i think that's great uh and then switch with each other and then you play it just two bad teams going against each other i think it's really fun i think playing the anti-meta is awesome so i really like team swap for that reason yeah i really like that one because it forces you to one trying to think of like the worst figures possible where you're like what's just like a really guard and like some stuff will stand out to you or uh when you saw like the pre-release for it or like the when you saw it previewed you're like man that's just a terrible figure and then you give it to your opponent and suddenly you have to face against it and you're like ah it wasn't really as bad as i thought it's actually much better than like whatever he gave me kind of thing yeah that was that was definitely kind of weird when we played it last year um, someone played that 100-point common Superman from JLU, which is a terrible garbage figure. Yeah. But it has charge and impervious, which is a lot more than a lot of yeah. other figures that are bad have, you know? It's pretty so stacked compared it's to kind of like crazy. generics. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's one of the, the wild things about uh, Team Swap like that. All right. Uh, my last one. At least the last like main one. Uh, there will be some honorable mentions, but it's the Masters and Minions format. So again, there's a lot of leeway on how you construct this, but typically it's either you pick a hundred point character or like someone in the range of a hundred to two hundred points, and that is the the master of your team, and then no one else on your team can have a uh, real name so they all have to be real name various or uh, like some sort of generic character they can't be an actual figure like an actual uh, named figure uh, alternative versions to this is like you can give the master like one general kind of thing so you could have a master at 150 and then a general that's 75 points or less um, but the main premise is that you have as many generics on the board at the same time. Uh, last time I did this was a long time ago, and I did uh, Wolverine and the X-Men uh, Mojo, so the Mojo from Wolverine and the X-Men, and I designed it like he was shooting a monster movie, so I had the Amazing Spider-Man vampires and werewolves, and I think I had like some Manphibians and like some whatever other like were unnamed things, but... It's a fun team. Uh, I mean, that was a fun team, but that old mojo worked kind of weird anyhow. But uh, it's a fun build, I should say. I like that idea. That's a more creative way to use it. Where people will just be like, Red Skull, Hydra people. That's, I mean, that's what I do. Um, or like, you know, Ultron, Ultron Jones. I like the idea. That was a, a creative way of mojo shooting a movie. I think that's funny. I went with alternate universe. This is one of my favorites because people, even when we say play golden age, people don't dip into 
Lord of the Rings or Yu-Gi-Oh or Dota or any of like that stuff. They almost never do. So in alternate universe, only one figure is allowed to be Marvel or DC, but the rest of your team. And then also subsequently, only one figure can be from each thing. So you can only have one Ninja Turtle figure, one Star Trek figure, one WWE figure, like whatever you do. But only one's allowed to be Marvel and DC. The rest of your team, one is allowed to be from any other property. Uh, we'll normally say if you choose a property that's just outright bad, like Lone Ranger or, you know, something like that, they can have plus one stats or something, which gives you like a little bit more incentive to build with those figures. Um, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh plus one stats, unless it's like a dragon or Exodia or something, you know. So I like alternate universe. I like seeing the creativity that people can put on their team, you know, because since that's what I like most about Heroclix is putting as many different universes on the team. So I can have Colonel Stars and Stripes with Captain America, with uh, whatever, Hulk Hogan when he comes out or something, or Kurt Angle, you know. Uncle um, Sam. Yeah. With, like, whatever. Uh, with, uh, yeah, Uncle, well, not Marvel or DC, but yeah, Uncle Sam along the same vein, you know. Uh, the Bioshock currents of George Washington, you know, the pa- motorized, uh, motorized Patriot. Patriot. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I love I love that kind of stuff. That's why I like, you know, those that's the way I like to build a team for Heroclix. Oh, I'll I'll put Gale, Guile, however you want to say it, uh, on the team as well. Most patriotic Street Fighter character there is, you know. So like yeah, or the one we have anyways. So yeah, uh, alternate universe is a super fun one to play. All right. I think and that is uh, uh that is all our teams. Honorable mention to Bizarro format. You can do that a couple different ways. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, misses hit, hits miss, that kind of thing. Or you can do it where, like, you reverse dial. So, I mean, Bizarro can mean anything you want it to be, but uh, reverse dial is you start on the last click and work your way towards the t- like front click, and, of course, you hit the same KO that you normally would. Um, that is reverse dials one where you have to kind of curate what can be played and what rules are going to be in place because there are certain characters that just work kind of wonky like the KC figures uh, who can be played for like that 35 25 point line or whatever and then when they come in it says explicitly they come in on like their last click it says like click whatever seven um, and since it says that click number, that's where you would normally start them. You have to rule that however you want. But that's also part of the fun of reverse dial is having uh, just some really crazy interactions that wouldn't normally happen because that's not the way the dials are supposed to turn kind of thing. Um, and then what's... I have one other... Oh, I was just going to say um, Skirmish and Silver... Those are like the two WizKids official alternate things. Uh, if you haven't tried them, I mean, Silver's not any different than what most people play anyhow, but there is like a ban list, so you can just follow that. And then Skirmish is just a very weird, wonky kind of battle royale system, but it's interesting to at least try. Um, if you're If you're bored and you want to try a new system, it's fine for that. If you're really, I mean, really bored, you can play Skirmish. If you're real bored, and you hate yourself, you can play yourself some Skirmish. Go for it. Go nuts. Uh, but all right, guys, that is going to be our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. 
Like always, if you want to send us questions like Matt and Malcolm did, you can do so by messaging the Facebook page, the Twitter page, or uh, the Instagram you can. You can also email us at dialageforheroclicks, all spelled out at gmail.com. And if you want to join the Patreon and have fun playing Bad Samaritan every Sunday or every weekend, play a little game of Bad Samaritan, you compete to add some extra prizes to your monthly Patreon rewards if you're on a tier that can get rewards Patreon. Also, it just adds more content that even if you're just a $1 Patreon member, you can indeed play uh, in a little fun game. And we always have a good conversation before and after the game. So it's really just kind of like you're hanging out with me and Simeon too, which is a really good time. Uh, and you'll be able to get a lot of inside jokes that we like to throw in on the show for like the five people that play Bad Samaritan. Plus, we keep track of everybody's score. So if you're one of those competitive people who wants to keep track of your score playing Bad Samaritan, uh, definitely join the Patreon, join the Discord, and it's tons of fun. Uh, before we go, though, I almost forgot we have a Jedi Legend Hero Clicks tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. I've seen this in a lot of groups on Facebook. People are a little confused on how leadership works, so Jedi Legend's going to give it a go. Uh, leadership is action total plus one. This means no matter how many leaderships you have on your force or team, you get one more action per, per turn. If you're a 300-point game and you have five leaderships, you only get four actions, all right? Pretty yeah. simple stuff. Pretty simple stuff. I also but, saw all right, guys. people asking that. It's weird. We've got yeah. new rules, and it's like... All of a sudden, out of the woodwork are the, the thing that wasn't that are uh, asking like plain PAC questions again. Right, it's so weird, and that was one of the things that wasn't changed either. And I'm like, people are getting confused on leadership. Hasn't changed since 2017, but okay. Yeah, it's just the way it's way hero clicks will always be. I don't know why. Just That's be, true. We'll, we'll always have new people right, Simeon. that we'll have to explain stuff to, and we'll always have new figures that we'll have to look for. And if you're doing that, if you want to hunt your white whale, as Malcolm put it, uh, you can do so on CoolStuffInc.com. Dial H for HeroClicks is sponsored by CoolStuffInc.com, and by using code DIAL5, you can save up to 5% if you're not already saving more. So check them out. CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six yeah. people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not richer nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? Hey, Google, back some more. Let's attack him because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow.